Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. Jim Kelly talks football. Um, I've been in a couple meetings with him, and we're going over some of the things we used to do back when I played the K-Gun. So they downloaded all of our, uh, the, like, four Super Bowl seasons to see what we've done. And life. You know what, it's getting old having to talk about my cancer all the time. Okay, that's three, hopefully there's not four. I know I lost four Super Bowls, but I beat cancer three times and I don't want to have to beat it four. <laughs> but um, hey, it's part of my life. It is what it is. And, and his take on where the Bills play football. I can't see one downtown. I think it's just too much um, building, but you never know. Uh, I love where we're at. I don't think we need one right away. Maybe a little different from that of NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell's. You know, there's no secret sauce. That what works in Dallas doesn't work in Buffalo. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Jim Kelly's Celebrity Golf Classic, always a who's who in sports and beyond. And this year is no different as the Bills grade and NFL Hall of Famer hosted the event in Genesee County. One of the things I it's really hard for me to do sometime is to bother people and because I know how busy a lot of people are nowadays and Roger he says if you want me here I'm there. As all the celebs were getting ready for the day on a chilly Monday morning Kelly took some time to talk about the notables that showed up referencing the NFL commissioner Roger Goodell who you'll hear from on the stadium shortly and he went deep into the current bills his battle with cancer and yes talk of that new stadium. And uh a guy like that, you know he has thousands of things going on. And for him to take the time to come here um, just it tells you what he's all about. Um, I love Roger. And I know he catches a lot of flack from everybody, but that's part of being a commissioner, I guess. Not everybody's going to agree with uh, what you you know, what you know, talk about or what you stand for or what you uh, have to do. But uh, he's always been there for me. Good, not a good example, like Tom Brady. Um, I know in Buffalo, that's a word that's not real good because he plays for the Patriots, but Tom is always the guy who reaches out to me and says, you know what, whatever you need signed, send it to my house, I'll sign whatever you want. Um, we're going to do a dinner this uh, year, but my schedule and his schedule together didn't work out for us to do it auction off. And I brought up, I said, what about uh, your dame shoes? He said, done, great call. So, so we got his dame shoes uh, against the Bills and a uh, meet and greet after with him and everything. So... Um, you know, there's guys out there that have so much on their plate, but they take the time to come here. And the bottom line is, guys, I, I know I, I don't, I've said this probably the last five, six years. Um, when I hear the people that represent the charities that we give to for Kelly for Kids, to hear how much a $5,000 check means to them, when they get up there and you hand them their check for five grand and they start to cry, um, you realize how important what we do here uh, means to them. And yeah, there are charities out there, millions and millions, but when you see somebody get a check for five grand and you see the response on their face and you listen to 
what they do with their foundation, then you get why you do this. And I, I was talking to somebody last night, and I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but it's interesting how I've always knew that I had to give back and, and wanted to give back through what my father always brought his six boys up to do. But when you have your own child, um, like I did with Hunter, it takes on a whole new perspective. It, it, it really raises the bar so much higher because I get it. I understand what people, when they do things for their charities, what it means to them. And um, I just am blessed I'm able to be here to do that, to be able to make the difference. Could you give us uh, the Jim Kelly Scott report on Josh Allen's first year? Well, first year, good. Um, of course, learning. Um, I've been sitting in some meetings with, uh, with the offense. Uh, me and uh, Coach Dable um, went through a lot, and Ken Dorsey, of course, being a University of Miami quarterback and part of the U. Um, I've been in a couple meetings with them, and we're going over some of the things we used to do back when I played the K-Gun. So they downloaded all of our, uh, the, like, four Super Bowl seasons to see what we've done. And Josh loves some of the plays that we ran. So we're going to be putting, you know, of course, implementing some of those. But uh, I love the way he plays. He's 10 times the athlete I ever thought about being. But with that comes um, chances. And uh, just he just needs to know that he has to stay safe, um, got to be able to get down when he has to get down, and play now knowing that, yes, uh, there's chances you can't take, but take them when you need to. Um, you know, a difference between a 20 and 30 yard run uh, could be a difference between you miss a couple of games. And, but overall, I love what I see. I've been to a couple practices. I love his arm. And probably more than just that, I love the way he is in the huddle and talks to the players. Um, you see him, I think I said this last year too, but again, I see this year when, you know, they run a route or they're in seven on seven or team drills and they come back. He automatically is talking to the receiver that he threw it to or talking to another receiver he didn't throw it to. But it reflects back to what I was doing when, you know, Andre and, and James Lofty and BB, when I talked to those guys, when you watch film, and I know mine's a little different because I called all the plays, but you have to be on the same page. And when you have a quarterback that's willing to say something, talk, and be able to communicate with your receivers on what you're doing, that's a huge, huge start because you have to have confidence in what they do. And from everything I've seen, and I'm not there all the time, um, I love it. I just, uh, I'm excited. I really am. I know we all look forward to the season. You, you see the, the big pluses, the changes you make. But what we have, um, I, I like it. It all starts with the guy under the center. Jim, there's been a lot of quarterbacks that have come through here, and a lot of the same things have been said about them. Um, since your retirement, I mean, what gives you that belief that this that this kid is the guy with who he had a 52 percent completion yep. percentage last year and some of the ups and downs that he endured? Well, he did. He, um, again, your decision making. Um, you know, it, it's not easy. I mean, I remember my first year in the NFL it wasn't easy either. It, I, even though we, I think we were what four and twelve or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's a learning process, and one of the good things I was blessed, and a lot of people, like a Tom Brady is blessed, a Ben Roethlisberger, when you have the same people there all the time, it's such a big, big plus. Uh, not having different coordinators come in every year, different coaches coming in every couple of years. Um, but I love what I see, and 
Uh, you know, it's a learning process. Even for a guy coming, you know, like Josh, who's got all the athletic ability in the world, just we need to, to make sure he continues to learn. And that's one of the good things. He listens. And when you listen and you're able to ask the right questions in meetings, that's what it's about. It's a good start. Roger talked a little bit about the possibility of a new stadium and how much he supports that. <laughs> what, um, Here we go again. <laughs> where, do you, where do you stand on, on the possibility of a new stadium? I love where we're at. And if they decide to build a new stadium, my, I mean, some of my own personal opinion, I don't know whether that counts. No, it doesn't. Um, why not move it across the street to where uh, ECC, ECC is? Make the stadium over there. When you turn down the building, when that's done, it's a parking lot. I mean, there's enough room, I think, over there. But that's me and a bunch of my buddies over a couple quarters like beers talking. But uh, I don't know. I, I can't see one downtown. I think it's just too much um, building, but you never know. Uh, I love where we're at. I don't think we need one right away. Uh, but again, I'm not the owner. I'm not the commissioner. I don't make those decisions. But, uh, you know, you listen to some people. I'd rather keep it in Orchard Park. That's where I live. My, my ride's only five minutes over, so that's all good. <laughs> hey, Jim, you've been, uh, we've been asking you 20 years about the organization in general. Uh, do, do you like the direction under Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott? Do you, I know you know them. and you, you know like what? the general feel of the team? I love their attitudes. I love Brandon Bean, you know, everything he stands for. I mean, I've talked to him probably more than I've talked to Coach McDermott just by, you know, just communication. And... Uh, yeah, everything he's done so far is, is good. Um, you know, time will only tell. You know, we all say the same. I mean, you all know the same thing. Wins and losses will determine whether a coach is here. I like Coach McDermott. He's a no-nonsense guy. He tells it like it is. It's almost like uh, the military type. Um, they they appreciate him. They like his leadership. And, uh, again, time will tell, but we'll see. Jim, I know you said in the past it kind of gets so exhausting and taxing, constantly fighting and all the health issues. As we stand here a year removed from last meeting with you, how are you feeling? And, and is that fight still as constant as it was? You know what? It's getting old having to talk about my cancer all the time. Okay, that's three. Hopefully there's not four. I know I lost four Super Bowls, but I beat cancer three times, and I don't want to have to beat it four. <laughs> but, um, hey, it's part of my life. It is what it is. And um, some of my pain will be with me the rest of my life. Um, it's just not my cancer pain. It's just stuff that happened to me when I played uh, those things. But... It is what it is. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. You know what the thing is, guys? And um, I know why I'm still here is my faith. Uh, without a doubt, the good Lord has uh, blessed me. But there are times where I look at my life and I see, you know, what I've been through, not only with the Super Bowls and you wonder why. And, you know, even in college, blowing my shoulder out my senior year and them telling me I would never play football again. Then to retire and think I was going to kick back and relax and enjoy life and my son born on my birthday and how excited I was and then to have him go through what he went through and then, you know, of course, uh, going to the Hall of Fame and then shortly after that, him passing away. So the ups and downs in my life have been to a point that after a while it starts wearing on you. But then how I knew all the things I've been through, the good Lord was just preparing me for what I have now and that's being able to make a difference for others. I could easily be gone a couple of years ago when they gave me less than 10% chance of living. But God has a different plan for me, and that's to be able to make a difference. And as I travel the country now speaking, I was just in Chicago the other day, and just to hear people, you know, tell you, tell me personally, uh, right to me, that how much of a difference, just listening to what I had to say in the banquet, how much that's made a difference, and how people have told them, 
and I understand why I'm here. And uh, I'm going to keep continue to fight until the end. And as I said before, some of you guys like Vic and you guys know that today, good Lord decides my day. I'm going to leave with a smile on my face, a cool beer in my hand, and saying, you know what? I get it. I understand. But I'm now going to go see my son. Uh, the reason why I'm, I'm supportive of this is because I, I want to make sure this franchise remains stable here and continues to remain competitive. For his part, Goodell was there, of course, to support the cause and support Kelly. But, of course, he was peppered with questions about the Bills and, inevitably, the potential for a new stadium for the Bills. Uh, I think it's great for this community. And we've been able to do these stadiums in such a way that it creates a, a tremendous economic benefit, too. And that's what um, I want the Bills to be successful, and I want them to continue to be competitive here in Buffalo. Is there a challenge still to that, given the market size and so forth? Are there realities that? Sure, but I, you know, it's it's not that we haven't had this in every market size. So stadiums are important to the franchise. They're they're important to the um, the competitiveness as well as importance for the fans. I mean, you know, the fans expect a higher quality stadium than they did 20 years ago, and more technology and more uh, of the things that will bring them out of their homes to go to a football game. Do you feel it's trending that way, Roger, with the, with the Bills, that the, the new stadium is 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 in in the future at some point? I don't know. I you know I, you know in the, a lot of the leases that we've done over the years have contemplated you know a period of time to sort of look at that and to sort of see where the stadium is and whether there's a potential for that and that's. What we'll do, we'll, we'll continue to work with the the various public officials as well as private officials, and and try to see what the right uh, solution is. So, uh, Roger, I, when I walked up, you were talking about the future of the Bills in Buffalo, and my question is: the NFL didn't really take care of the fans in San Diego. Why should the fans in Buffalo trust the NFL to? Take well, care of them? you're talking exactly about what I was just talking about, which is the importance of a stadium. A stadium is going to maintain. Uh, the kind of fan base that's going to keep the team competitive and allow us to be successful in that market. And that's exactly why we're focusing on it here in this market as well as we have every other market. I think there's been $13 billion spent just in the last eight years on stadiums across so the NFL. Because it, it's not always about the NFL building. It's a public-private partnership in almost every case. Now, of that $13 billion, 11 of it was private money. But there's also ways for the public to participate and to find ways to solutions. So these stadiums are complicated. They're difficult. And that's exactly why you may have missed it, but the discussions have to go on between the public sector and the private sector to figure out what's best for the community. What, how do we develop this? How do we do this right? And we've been really successful in doing it around the country. But for today, it was all about golf, camaraderie, and, of course, raising money. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.